Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt proudly announced this week that, like the Kardashians, he too, he now too has a black rapper boyfriend. He's not black so much as Persian, and not so much a rapper as a swing shift barista. But as Matt likes to say, cock is always black if you close your eyes hard enough. <laughs> uh, thank you for sitting through that. This week's show is sponsored by the Clinton Foundation. If you've got a hard currency, Chelsea will finish you off herself. The Clinton Foundation. It's a Florida telemarketing scam with the keys to the nuclear arsenal. That shit's pretty serious, right? I'm kind of like, I'm torn in the Clinton Foundation thing. I'm torn between the, respect, the open respect of how brazenly they were just taking cash yeah. and the fact that, like, you're probably not supposed to do that. Like, yeah, and then <laughs> she's, like, married to a guy that worked for Goldman Sachs that got, like, fired, which... Can you imagine the fucked up shit you have to do to get fired from Goldman Sachs? Like, that's essentially like you're just a liability to like, you yeah. know, have us audited. That's not like parking in the wrong tenum spot, like behind somebody. That's some, oh. that's some serious shit. But like, but but Bill Clinton's like speaking fees went up from like one twenty five to like seven fifty to all the people who were getting favors at the State Department. And like, it's like, oh yeah, then they have the emails now. Like, and I don't I don't get into the minutiae of all that shit. But I basically understand bribery and and that kind of shit. And this is clearly what that was. It was clearly like, you get me, like, and it was always like, oh, it was, oh, he just got to meet with the ambassador. That's nothing. Well, no, it was something to him because he paid $750,000 to get it. So you might think, yeah, you didn't give him the, the, the codes to the nuclear black box or whatever, but you didn't give him shit for money. And just because he's a fool and thinks that, like, some, some Arab guy's a fool and thinks a million bucks is worth to sit down with the ambassador, yeah. you still sold it to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think Clinton is going to be like, because he's starting to look real frail and, and be kind of short of breath and stuff. So, like, at what point do you pay the 750 k? I know it's not really about the speech, but is it going to be like Sinatra in his last days where you're like, <laughs> fuck, this wasn't really even worth, like, 30 bucks. Yeah, they're bringing, like, a warm-up guy out. <laughs> we do, like, half the first half of the show. <laughs> so he's like, just wheezing into the... Yeah, like, the Rolling Stones can no longer do two hours. They're doing it 40 minutes now. Yeah. And so they have the, the, the opening band. They, they always introduce a new opening band or something like that. Plays a little longer. Yeah, the comedy routine go a little longer. Just gets shorter and shorter yes. until he's just <laughs> telling banal anecdotes about <laughs> playing golf with Tiger Woods. You're like, Jesus, how fucking old is this guy? Yeah, he looks at his watch. It's like, has this been two hours? Like, no, it's been three minutes, dude. He's like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, back in Hope, you know, uh, when I was a kid. And he goes, yeah, you're right. Hey, here's the thing. I'm torn between, I always, I, as you know, I admire people who are good at anything, whatever they do, whatever chosen profession, they're, they're good at it. Mm-hmm. Whether that be Madonna with her marketing of her shitty music or Katy Perry or whatever it is. Or the Clins, they they set up this foundation, which was supposed to be for the fucking library, and now it's like this multinational, global, <laughs> like rival the rivaling the mob, international like the mob, the Cosa Nostra. In terms of what they're doing, they're just raking in a shitload of money. So in one sec, I kind of admire what they did. On the other hand, they really probably shouldn't be doing that, and it's kind of like bad for the country. Yeah, I, I admire it more. Yeah, when it when it's kind of uh, trivial. You know, when when they seem to be actually causing some harm, I don't like it. Plus, it's way better when dumb people do it. Yes. Like, they're smart. They're really fucking smart. You know, I, I like when, like, Ja Rule gets an album. And you're like, yes. this fucking dipshit has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. And this is super entertaining. This is just, it's hard to watch. Yeah, this is like there's 12 layers of, like, money being passed between dead bodies in Albania and shit like that. There's, like, they, it was so convoluted the way they set up the money transfers. Once you see that, you know that fucking there's something going wrong. Why? Why is this passing through Turkey <laughs> to be paid in a different currency? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I respect them, but I hate them as well. So if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show, uh, Matt. I know you have been lobbying for many years to have the age of consent reduced from eighteen to fourteen. Uh, that's 
one of the things. By the way, I love as much as I love the uh, libertarians. I've been voting for Gary Johnson this year. Never go to a libertarian meeting, right? Because if you go to a libertarian meeting, the the, the the common thing that binds most of them is legalized prostitution, lowering the age of consent, uh, assault ri- assault rifles, and like some other shit that like very fringe type shit that they want civil right. liberties on. They're like, and we shouldn't uh, have schools. You're yeah. Like, oh great, this is a fucking great idea. It's, it's like it's like when you get to the, when everyone like wants civil rights, they talk about civil rights, but when you get to the lowest common denominator, what it is, what guys really want. It's like open prostitution and drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically what they want. Like, lower the age of consent to 16, make prostitution legal, and drugs should be legalized so they're half price of what they are now. Yeah, I and think... Gu- and guns. That's most, basically what gets everybody together. Most people, I think, if you really broke it down, a lot, a lot of people would identify as libertarian, but the ones that, that do yeah. are mostly fucking insane. Uh, they're mostly... It's mostly dentists, and they meet, <laughs> they meet like, in the back of, like, a Caro's restaurant, like, in the dark. Yeah. And they just talk about shit like this nonstop, which is why they never, they never go anywhere. Um, but deep down, they're like they're, they're like what the black internet, like the underground internet, is. Like all the shit that is like when people are anonymous that they talk about and want. Mm-hmm. That's what they want too. They're kind of like the white Black Panthers, but they don't have a scary name like that, so <laughs> no, no one cares. Don't. They are surprisingly, they're half of them are dentists. By the way, if you ever go to your dentist, he's probably he's probably going to the fucking Denny's <laughs> or Karos restaurants for these meetings. Do they go to Masons or that's different? Masons. No, nah, these are not. These are just these are mostly like either divorced or single guys in their thirties or forties who are very disgruntled. At, at women, at life, at every most everything, and they just want all they want is a fucking sixteen year old prostitute to make them happy and not be arrested by the cops. Right? <laughs> is that so bad? All right. Speaking of hot fourteen year old girls, I know you love that. Uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter, Kaya Gerber. Uh, Ooh, they, yeah, I know. That's right? not going to work. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but she is uh, the spitting image of her of her mother. <laughs> How which do you is go from fucking... Cindy Crawford, the hottest sounding chick <laughs> ever, to? Gerber? Yeah, well, that's her husband's name is Gerber, oh, Randy Gerber. Fuck that guy. I don't know what Randy Gerber does for a living other than fuck Cindy Crawford for the last 20 years, but it's not a bad gig if you can get it. No. He's best friends with Clooney, and he gets to fuck Cindy Crawford. He gets to go on the Clooney vacations. I'll trade his life for mine. That is basically his job, uh, and he also looks like a male model. So the daughter looks just like Cindy Crawford. She's very attractive. So Cindy Crawford, of course, at the age of 10, got her daughter into modeling immediately, uh, but she's shepherding her career, and they did a big piece in Teen Vogue. I know... You read, uh, Brian reads Teen Vogue. I think he gets that just for the pictures, just for the pictures. Um, but in Teen Vogue, where Cindy Crawford interviewed her daughter about the world of modeling, it was all about how special modeling is and how they're going international and meeting people, making the world a smaller, happier place and all this shit. The one question not addressed is why is I am your mom putting you into, into modeling half naked around the world while you're 14 years old? That's the one question none of these models, like the second generation, never talk about. Yeah. Why the fuck are, like, if you were a model, and that's great, you clawed your way to the top, maybe you didn't have a lot of options as a kid, you made $30, 40 $50 million. Why the fuck, just because your daughter's hot, why does she have to be a model? I mean, why? if you're, like, you know, from the outskirts of Russia, like, I get it, you know, that that's the only thing you got, but Crawford, I believe, is American. She sounds pretty fucking American. You don't need to do this. Like, you, like no. let her go to college for fuck's sake. Let her do. I mean, and Cindy Crawford doesn't strike me as terribly stupid. It doesn't strike me as an airhead like many of the models. She's done a lot of shit that makes me think she at least have a modicum of intelligence. Yeah. So the daughter is probably not a complete dit either. So it's not like yeah, it's not like the dumb blonde in Russia. There's no other option. It's not the Von Erichs in wrestling. <laughs> it's like you know, dad made twenty grand a year wrestling. You're going to make twenty grand a year wrestling. There's no, what are you doing? You're all going to die. <laughs> you're going to die at thirty. At thirty, but what's, it's that or the auto shop, dude. What are you doing? There's nothing else to do in Texas here. So she got yeah, she could. I mean, I think girls used to go. They used to make them veterinarians, didn't they? They all became veterinarians or like physical therapists or shit like that. There are plenty of jobs for attractive women that don't involve like taking your clothes off for for work. I, yeah, I mean, if I was. 
I don't get why the mom is doing it. She's probably just super fucked up, like mentally. But I think if you're the dad, you just gotta be like, no, yeah, like, yeah. You can do it when you're 18, but like, I'm not gonna subsidize you blowing Persians and doing coke in France, like, and not graduating from fucking high school. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, uh, Hadid, Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, those 19 year old models. Their mom, their dad left. I mean, the step, he was a stepdad, but he got left. He was like, I'm out of here. I don't want to be a part of this. As you're like whoring out the girls in the modeling world and shit like that. That's not what I want. And why would you be doing that? That's gross. Yeah. I mean, well, that was my initial reaction. Who's the, who's the, the guy that plays for the White Sox that's way too into Adam LaRoche. <laughs> so your theory with LaRoche was that he just looked at his kid and went, all right, he's not going to, um, you know, get his NBA. So his best best case is he's a, a baseball player, you know, maybe he becomes a coach, whatever. Scout, executive, somebody. Some, uh, some shit GM. like that. So that was just the first thing I thought of with, with uh, Crawford is maybe she just sized up this kid and went, you know what, She's she doesn't have much in her. Yeah, but I'll say this. It's, it's, I think it's a little different for baseball compared to modeling, which sports versus modeling, which is, and also that kid comes from three generations of baseball. He's probably going to make millions playing baseball. Or he's going to have at least a decent job baseball. And he doesn't have to get naked for work. <laughs> Someone's going to molest him in the White Sox front office. Uh, I believe his dad actually probably does make yes, him get he, naked and watch him shower his, at yes. work. So that's happening at home regardless. <laughs> With Cindy Crawford's daughter, there's even if she's like modestly intelligent, there's a lot more opportunity for a hot girl to do different things. Why not become, say, a sideline football reporter who knows nothing about football? <laughs> that's always an option. Ice dancing. Like I said, vet, what's wrong with being a veterinarian who takes in rescue dogs and helps out animals? I'm trying to think of other jobs that, like, hot, not-so-smart girls do that doesn't require getting naked. Oh, bottle service in Vegas? You make 10 grand no, no, in a no, night. You get, felt, you get felt up for that. She doesn't need the, <laughs> so she doesn't need the money, obviously, right? She doesn't need the fame. She could find a job that's very rewarding where she doesn't have guys, like, grabbing her tits all the time. See, if this is me, I would just tell my kid, um, you know, you never got to work <clears throat> again. You, you, you probably don't need to. But you're going to live at home just to motivate them. You know, to, to get out. I, would, I wouldn't give him oh, money. you wouldn't give the money? No. Well, now she's got the money for modeling. Like, that goes into some trust somewhere. And because she's a celebrity, she'll get a lot of money for modeling at an early age. These Kardashian girls, Jenner girls, are buying like four, five, six million dollar houses right, right now. Right, right. And they're like 19 or 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, because we're now like handing out shit to people based on based on their name as opposed to like whatever tangible skill or talent they have. Well, your celebrities are always going to get paid. Celebrity kids are always going to get paid. I mean, she's in a, she's a, obviously looks like her mom, so she's a legit model. In the they always get paid. It's not like Jeff Bridges or sorry Lloyd Bridges had a kid and he lived at home and he got a show like that fucking Jeff had to act his ass off and Michael Douglas and those guys like those were yeah you don't think they had a little break had a little break I'm sure they got some breaks but they're fucking good at what they were doing it wasn't like I know Jeff Bridges' name because he jerked off on the fucking yeah, you don't couch think Kaya, you don't think Gaia fucking Gerber Gaia Gerber <laughs> Can, you don't think she can do modeling? She's not equipped to be an actual model? I haven't checked her out as she's been hanging thoroughly with her mom. as you can. How old is she? 12? 13? No, she's 14. We have some nice pictures of her on the site. So she goes on Instagram and posts herself in tiny bikinis and bent over shots and all that kind of crap, too. Hmm. I just, I, this, this is clear. This, to me, this is like the football, very much like the football player. Like the guy's retired. He had a lot of brain injury, a lot of concussions. He can, he's in a the wheelchair. He can't walk straight, can't think straight. He's like, what's the best thing for my son? Go to football. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the same idea. I think it's an <laughs> ego. It's like an ego thing, right? You want your kids to go into what you went into, and you think like, "Oh, I was great at this." Like Harrison from the from the Steel, James Harrison. Yeah, he's definitely going to make his kids play football. Right, right. It's like an ego thing. Like I'm great. I have these genes. You know, that these is another genes. thing about Crawford is that I always notice. Not that I wouldn't bang her. I, I certainly would, but she is very generic looking. If you just see her, like, okay, it just looks like a pretty pretty normal model. Like she's hot, but um, so I could see that she's thinking. 
I have these jeans that are just sort of like mayonnaise, like on a on a fancy sandwich. You know, a, a <laughs> metaphor's going nowhere. Um, <laughs> the fancy but, sandwich know, mayonnaise. Like, uh, what I'm saying is, I could see that she thinks her kid will grow up to look exactly like her, which she, she looks very just well like, might. She looks just like her right now. Yeah, she's 14. They, I, they're nearly identical looking. Yeah. So, which is kind of so she's probably thinking I made 50 million dollars. Yeah, but like they don't need the money anymore. They've got a hundred million in the bank. You know, they're hanging out in like in. in well, she supports her husband, uh, Randy Gerber. There's <laughs> not a lot of money in being Clooney's friend and and, and fucking uh, Cindy Crawford. You don't think it's free wine, basically? They're, I mean, they're set up. The daughter's set up for life. They can put a ten, fifteen million trust fund for her anytime they want to. I just think this is like an this is like a this is a female version of sports. So modeling is a female version of sports. So if you're a great sports star, if you're Deion Sanders, you have to push all five of your kids, also named Deion or whatever the fuck it is, right. into football as well. If you're Cindy Crawford, your daughter has to be a model because every, from the time she was born, everyone's saying she's going to be a model just like you. Yeah, yeah. And now you're meeting with Vogue and Glamour and all the shit again. And, but this time you're talking about your daughter. You're doing mother-daughter shoots. You're interviewing your daughter in Team Vogue, which Brian has. is all sticky. The pages are too sticky to read. Uh, <laughs> he got duped into it on a door-to-door thing? <laughs> yes. I did buy I did buy three years of Jet one time magazine from a kid who promised me he was paid for his high school. I'm not sure how that worked for public high school. All right, so Matt, you and I agree we're better parents than Sidney Crawford. Uh, we're not as good as Randy Gerber because he's a parent and he also gets to fuck Sidney Crawford and hang out with Clooney. <laughs> Can you imagine being like Clooney's best friend and going like to all his hot places around the world, and just hanging out? It would actually kind of suck because no one would want to talk to you. They just want to talk to Clooney. That's perfect for me. I don't want. I don't do that shit. I'll just, just I'll just stay in the mansion by the get the massages and hang out with the hot girls. Just scrape up whatever's <laughs> yes, left over. There's a lot left over. Yeah. As long as his, as long as his Palestinian wife isn't talking about fucking the two state solution, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Oh, that would be annoying. <laughs> After the first day. All right, Cindy Crawford, uh, Gaia, Kaya Gerber, everyone go look her up. You can search her, search her photos and do as you please. And by the way, people are doing as they please, which is exactly why you shouldn't have your 14-year-old daughter modeling. <laughs> Wait till she's 18. You don't need men masturbating to your underage daughter. That's just sick. All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you dabbled in the, uh, in the drugs in college uh, and also high school, probably junior high school and elementary school a little bit. <laughs> uh, Malia Obama... Uh, Believe it or not, she skipped out on the DNC on Hillary Clinton's uh, keynote address. The keynote, it seems like a very, very loose term keynote. there. The keynote address by Hillary Clinton. She, Malia Obama skipped out on it. It was a big scandal at the time. Why is Obama's daughter not going to Hillary's DNC she's address? She's like 13 or 14 She's or 18, 18. Oh, she's 18. Yeah, that's the older one. She's 18. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, she went to Lollapalooza instead, where she, by the way, which sounds better than Hillary Clinton's speech. So, What would you rather do? Yes, Actually, I, I don't even want to go to Lollapalooza, but if given the choice, obviously, I would choose Lollapalooza. Yeah, I'd rather stay home, but given the choice, I'm obviously taking a free pass to Lollapalooza. Yes, even Bill Clinton, by the way, nodded off if you saw that during her speech. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he said, I've heard this fucking before. When's that bitch going to close, close her yap? Yeah. Uh, I need a nap. So Malia Obama went. She put on her little bra top and whatever else, like, you know, girl going to rock concert shit. And she was caught by somebody smoking. Someone took a picture of her smoking weed. It looked like a funky cigarette with clearly weed on the way you'd smoke a little crazy looking cigarette uh let me ask you a couple things one uh does this shock you surprise you should anyone give a shit about an eight-year-old girl smoking weed at a rock concert and b aren't the obama's just horrible people raising terrible kids in ruining america <laughs> it shocks me only in that it, it shocks me on a, a few levels first of all that she thought she could do it and no one would care or notice i guess which sucks for her because that's just not fair oh yeah i talked about how like when you used to be like weird teenagers and like the cops would come by or security would come by and uh it's like there was a someone dropped a joint on the ground 
and they say, whose joint is this? They find a can or whatever. Whose weed is this? Yeah. Everyone looked to the ground and said, I don't know. I don't know. But when you're, when you're Malia Obama, everyone goes like, hers. <laughs> like, and by the way, I need 10 grand from TMZ for this video. Yeah. Where they got paid. That's what depressed me about it. I mean, the girl is just trying to have somewhat of a semblance of a normal child. She's probably going to, you know, dabble in stripping in fucking some foreign country <laughs> at some so. point. Well, just to act out on it. Um, but... Why do you gotta take a photo? Why can't like what a it's, fucking piece of shit are you? And sell it, and then you have to get all these people be uh, you're at Lollapalooza that your parents obviously paid the tickets for, as if you're like I don't know document like right, and then sell it like fuck. Well, also there's secret, there's gotta be tons of secret service there. So uh, clearly the parents said, look, she's gonna be doing some shit that's not necessarily whatever, but just give her give her some space. She's 18 as long as she's not like humping some dude or she's taking her top off at the concert yeah. just let her be they right? probably walked in on her smacking her head against the wall a few times <laughs> yes, I mean, right. like alright we gotta ch-. and plus Obama's in fuck it mode right now anyway yes. like he's like you think I give a shit if, if my like do you think Obama or I'm assuming Michelle really care that their 18 year old daughter is smoking a joint no at, I think at, they get, I, I would be willing to bet they gave her permission because they're the they're cool they're cool parents uh-huh. they're the kind of cool well, if you need a cool parent it's the worst thing in the world they're the cool parents who actually talk to their kids about drugs yeah. and say, like, okay, like, this is not okay, this is okay. If you want to smoke a joint, like, at Lollapalooza, that's okay. Uh-huh. But, like, don't, like, ever do needles, don't do this shit like that. They're probably that kind of parent, like, who you're supposed to be like. Well, I get that, but I just, I don't quite understand how that works when you're in the White House and how, like, I was just thinking how... You don't think it's, a, you don't think it's like, a vaping room in the White House? I just uh, like rocks, rocks in the vaping room with like a big hook. So did he wait until like his? You know, he's got what four more months in office, five technically, or some shit like that. I don't know. Don't add it up. But like, did he have to wait and be like, okay, now you can be normal because like politically, I'm kind of in the clear. Well, also she's 18 now, so it's a little different. Like you can't like. I mean, they're legalizing weed for 18 or whatever most places. If she was like 14, it might be a little different. Yeah. But last year she last year she spent the summer here in Los Angeles interning for Halle Berry. So I bet there was a lot of weed going. There was a lot of weed. Well, that was bad parenting. (laughs) That was right. But she's got six, what, eight secret service around her 24-7. I mean, she's not doing anything bad. How do you you get laid? How do you get a blowjob? You don't. You don't. Give one, perhaps. Uh, Well, I will uh, demonstrate with the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Let me hang on. Let me think about Randy Gerber. No, it's got to really fuck you up. Like, I don't know what happened to the parents of, uh, uh, to the the children of other presidents, uh, 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 well, the Bush Reagan's kids, kids are all fucked up. But they weren't like. young. They were older. When, they were all, usually really older. They're usually either older or younger. Like the Kennedy's, the Kennedy's kids were little babies uh-huh. when Kennedy was shot. I remember that. Or the Reagan kids were in like their 30s or whatever else. Uh, Bush's daughters were younger. They followed them around getting drunk and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they fucked up a few times. But they did. They, they were seemed semi-grounded. But you and I talked about this. If I was a teenage boy in the White House and my dad was president, I would just fucking go nuts. I would just go for everything. Dude, I would just be like, do you know who my dad is? Yeah. That's what I would walk around doing around D.C. and just trying to get oh, yeah. blowjobs. I'd be like, you, would you like to be droned? I know where your family lives. Fucking yeah. Please. Give me some Give me some free booze. I would just lie. I'd be like, they're hiring. I'd be like, like, I would just straight up be getting blown nonstop. Yeah. I would be on Craigslist ordering hookers and fucking <laughs> drugs. Just shit like that. Yeah, the, I'd meet me at the White House. I can't get well, out that, exactly. That was my other honest question that came from it is, <clears throat> so it's Malia, right? Uh, Malia, yeah. Malia. So they're like, you're allowed to smoke a joint. But are they like, well, we have to make sure that there's no PCP in it or that you get good shit. So we're, did they have to broker a deal? Like, did Obama have to call a guy and be like, I need you to get my daughter? My question I is. I think she, has, she probably has a friend or two who was with her, like who's always with her, her mm-hmm. good friends, who probably sourced. Who are like the, uh, vetted? Yeah, vetted and sourced the weed. You think like the, they did a chemical search? Yeah, you're right. They can't like. 
She can't die. That would be bad. Yeah, just like God for joining a concert. No one does. Well, they can lace it with shit. Like well, I've had know. that before. She by the way, that's freaking out like the Coney guy. And yeah, yeah that's we, fucked up. We've I've all had that smoked before. some bad shit. Yeah, like yeah, that that's before. fucked up. But they, like I said, there's all that secret service. They must have the secret service must have been tuned in on this. Do you think like, one of the secret service guys like smoked some of the pot to make sure it was okay? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I bet he did. Yeah, and by the way, you know she's got to be like either boning or wonderbone one of the secret service guys. I'm sure she has a crush on one of those because there's nobody else. There's no other guys. She cannot have sex with anybody. Well, so and those like, guys are protective and they're usually pretty jacked. Yeah, and they're like, there's no other guys in the White House. Who else are you gonna fuck? Do you think it would be possible? For the president. So the president can get, like, any food he wants. They can get as... Apparently, they can get as shit-faced as they want on alcohol, because that's legal. Yes. I, don't, I don't think that Obama does that, but I think Bush did. No. Uh, Bush, Obama uh, smokes cigarettes. He smokes cigarettes. So he can sneak out and smoke a cigarette. No yeah. one's reporting, like, oh, he smoked... So can he get, like, some Coke or some pot if he wants to and do it and get away with it? Because I feel like, a like this might uh, be happening. Pill, pill popping party, just like going nuts. Like, why a not? You're the president. Fucking lemon party going on. <laughs> like, I don't know what a lemon party is. <laughs> Google that shit. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, yeah, but like here, that Secret Service guy from the Clintons, like, did his tell-all book and shit like that. So you only want to do so much stuff because people are watching you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can do whatever you want, but there's also people watching everything you do. So I think that probably tones it that down. That would just quite give me so much anxiety that I would just become a drug addict, like um, in chief. You mean, yeah, a worse drug addict. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. Here's the worst, the worst thing you do to teenagers is say no sex, no drugs, whatever. They're just going to go fucking nuts at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you ever knew kids who went to like strict boarding schools or military academies or yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, they're all fucked up. But the minute, they, the minute they got away from that at 18, 19, 20, they all got immediately fucked up and either killed themselves or tried to kill themselves. Yeah. They just drank. They're like, oh, I haven't drank in four years. I'm going to drink four years worth of booze right now tonight. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I'm going to fuck that ugly chick without a condom. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm going to fucking do some PCP and then I'm going to drive my car. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, sounds good. So you think Obama and Michelle are... They're the cool, are doing they're the best the cool job parents. they can in, the, in this situation. Well, I've always read that Michelle absolutely positively did not want to do this. It was Barack's thing, and Michelle was like, fuck, this is going to be horrible for everybody. Mm-hmm. But she said, we'll do it, you know, whatever. It's important, obviously. But I always heard she really, really hated being there and hates being the first lady and all that crap. So all that jumping jack shit and taking tater tots away from kids and school meals. It's just her, like, just being a bitch because she can't think of anything else to do because she's just so yeah. angry being there. She just picked a really easy <laughs> thing to <laughs> she's do. Just like, she was like, what, she's, waiting, she's so fucking waiting for it to be over. She picked a thing that she was like, well, no one could really disagree with this, could they? Yeah. Oh, shit. They, they are. They're, like, and pissed I think, about I think she's cookies. A, I, ca- I get the feeling she's a good mom. And so yeah. she knows this is shitty for her daughters to be in the White House like this. Mm-hmm. So she's probably saying, smoke a fucking joint. Let's sneak a, du- sneak a hot dude in every now and then. Get a little action. Let's have a little dance party. With I was fucking- with you until the hot dude. <laughs> now you're just being a pervert. <laughs> she's 18, dude. All right, Malia, smoke all you want, man. Just get the fucking big-ass bong. Lay that shit out there. Just start doing big rips like on YouTube. <laughs> That's coming, by the way, the minute they're out of office. I'd love it. And God, well, yeah, you can't. This whole double standard of like, Bullshit. Someone say I saw someone say like, oh, tr- you know, Trump doesn't drink or smoke, and Hillary says she doesn't drink or smoke. You know what? They're both assholes. <laughs> like, yeah, they would be both much better, easier to hang around if they both fucking had a little drink or had a smoke every now and then. Completely. The, the idea that you, the idea that you're sober and an asshole is not something to be proud well, of. Plus, I think Obama likes getting fucked up because every photo op he does. He, he weaves in him drinking beer. He's like, I'm yeah. with the locals in yes. every town drinking yes. their beer. It's like, well, he, you, know, you could first, go to the steel mill. He's the first president who, op- who admitted doing cocaine. Yeah. Before uh, Bush obviously did a lot of cocaine, but I don't think he talked. He never admitted it. 
Uh, Obama was the first guy I said it. I smoked weed and did, did some cocaine at parties every now and then. Yeah, so. but that was just like a sort of the natural evolution of, of the changing of the times. Yeah, also when they say that, you know they're hiding even worse shit. So there must be some other shit going on. <laughs> All right, Malia, just come out. Come out, be on the show. We'll smoke a little weed. We'll get high. We'll have, have, a, lo- have a loving party. That's only guys, by the way. <laughs> they don't Google it. All right, we got an email from Ed. Uh, this is Ed's first email. Uh, Ed wants to know, shouldn't we be taking Martin Shkreli's Parkinson's diagnosis on Hillary more seriously? Isn't Shkreli a genius? Now, Matt, I know that you have a love-hate relationship with Martin Shkreli. And I think we, you and I both like disruptors, guys who will just do shit to make people upset. Yeah. Which he's clearly Donnie. It's better he, than doing nothing with your it, life. It's better than doing... Being evil is better than being, than being boring, right? Mm-hmm. We agree with that. So the first thing he did was... Well, he ripped off a lot of people in investment scheme, but we probably don't care about that because they probably deserve to be ripped off. But he did uh, he did jack up the price of the AIDS drug by like 10,000%, <laughs> knowing that people had to take the drug. And then he bought the only copy of the Wu-Tang album <laughs> and then told the Wu-Tang to fuck off and they were a bunch of pussies. <laughs> And then never yeah. played the. I never played the. So album. That's part of the reason I hate him is he just made me lose a lot of respect for Ghostface Killer, yeah. who's yes. one of my favorite rappers. He called their he called their bluff. Clearly, he knows they're old rich dudes now. They don't give a <laughs> shit. Uh, he's done a whole bunch of other crap. But this week he came out and said he is diagnosed. He is a pharmaceutical a pharma, big pharma investor. And he is diagnosed. And by the way, the feds have yet to get him on the char- all the charges of racketeering and all that shit. So it's been extended, extended, extended. He doesn't look like he's going anywhere right now. Uh, white collar criminals never really ever go go away. Yeah, they always still. They say they lost everything, but they're doing like a magazine profile yes. from yeah. a seven bedroom house, and yes. it's never super grandiose. Yes. But it's always like a ten million dollar house. Yes, like they took everything. They took all of OJ's shit away after the murder. But he was on the country club, like in Florida, behind his mansion, playing golf every day. Yeah, so it wasn't like all that bad. Right, right. Uh, Can't be. So Shkreli uh, diagnosed uh, Hillary. I don't know if you've seen Hillary's falls recently, in gaffes and stuff like that. There's clearly. Either she's just fucking aging poorly or there's something wrong with her. She's got some some physical symptoms of something going on with her that's not normal. Well, she couldn't walk up some stairs without assistance, but she is... First of all, is she like 5'2 and she's like 200 she, pounds? She is, she's kind of like beach ball. She has gotten very like, large during this process. And I way, I... I forgive. I, I think Trump is putting on about thirty pounds as well. Yeah, I kind of forgive all the stress eating because you're living in an airplane. You're doing fucking but horrible she, shit. What if she was just had the flu or something? Like I looked at some of his. First of all, I'm not taking anything Martin Shkreli says seriously. <laughs> yes. So that's where we're going. Well, well, they're just diverge like, he on diagnosed this. her as Parkinson's, not from the Parkinson's itself, but from the reaction to the drug he said he sold. He doesn't know anything about medicine. No, he knows nothing about medicine. <laughs> but he's a medicine investor, and so he claims he could diagnose her from from afar. And by the way, what he said was actually more rational than the 30 minutes special Fox News did on Hillary's, Hillary's illnesses. <laughs> I like Fox News does a very unbiased report on Hillary's illnesses. They bring all these doctors uh-huh. who've never met Hillary or know anything about her to talk about how clearly this is dementia or she's got like a week left to live. They always <laughs> like, do that hacky thing where they some, some shitty, you know, psychologist, which by the way... You don't need a degree to call yourself a psychologist. That should be thrown out there, which is why I don't see any of them, because I can just talk to my dumbass friends. I mean, you went to college. I have better shit to do. Yeah. Um, uh, and, they, yeah, so they always say, like, oh, she has, like, a personality disorder. It's it's super hacky. They do yes. it every single election. And they pose it as a question. Yeah. Is Hillary okay? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. What do you say? What are you implying? And why all these doctors in lab coats like talking about how she's about to die and she's crazy and she's going to nuke nuke Turkey? It did look like in one of yeah, in one of Shakelli's uh, gifts that that he tweeted out. It did look like Clinton was having 
a seizure uh, while she was talking, but I think she's just not really a human. So, like, you know, in robots, kind of yeah, like, like short circuited. circuited. Yeah, yeah, like her little boot program didn't boot up properly. That's what it seemed like to me. I think she's just one. One is she's what she's old. She's sixty eight, sixty nine years old, whatever it is. So she's oh, she's technically an older person. Now that's not that old for a lady. But she doesn't seem to be in very good health. But she's a super old 68. I mean, she yes. was just a secretary of state. She's she's not had a real life. She's been doing, like, psychotic, like, social climbing. for the, Like, that takes a lot out of you. Yeah, and also people just get sick at that age, and, and some people die at that age. I mean, they, you know, it's not like, yeah, she's a white woman, a wealthy white woman. They tend to live longer. Yeah. So at 68, most of, them are, most of them are in pretty good health. But a percentage of that people at 68 or 69 are not in good health, right. even if they have a healthy, relatively healthy diet. So... There's definitely a possibility of Parkinson's or, I forget what Shkreli said, things like that when you're 68 or 69 are pretty common. He said Parkinson's. He, di- he diagnosed her with Parkinson's. Uh, I'm not sure he met the scientific standard for diagnosing. Uh, but there's clearly something. She fell down. I saw that. I was watching the YouTube clips of her falling down. She clearly has fallen down four or five times, you know, just falling down. You act like you've never just been walking across the room and just <laughs> fallen down on your face. I trip over shit all the, trip over shit all the time. <laughs> But, you know, but I've never actually had had someone help me up the stairs before. That's when you have to that, have people help you. That was weird. Because it was only like six stairs. It was like six stairs. This wasn't like the Rocky situation. And the time she climbed up, on, she climbed to Air Force One. She fell down and climbed up Air Force One. That was four or five years ago. She made it up every, she climbed really slowly. Like she was on her own waving back to people. And she did that old lady climb where she climbed really gingerly and really slowly and each, like pronounced on each step. Because mm-hmm. clearly she was having some problems, but she hit each step and then she made it to the top and turned around and waved. Like, I made it's like a little, like a toddler learning to walk. Yeah. I made it, I made it. And then she turned around and did a divot and just face planted. It was like, it was, com- it was really well, comical, but kind of sad. I feel too. like it's the job. Because so she just, she just got done being Secretary of State, kind of took us into World War III a little bit there, invaded uh, Syria, sovereign government. Um, it's not like she was just chilling as a congressman or a governor, and now she's running, which governor is an easy fucking job. So, like, uh, Gerald Ford, he was famous for falling down because he probably was an alcoholic, right? Yes, he drank. Uh, he just drank. I don't know if he Reagan... Had fa- he had the old-fashioned way. He just, yeah, he just got drunk, uh, which I respect. Reagan had Alzheimer's by the time he was, what, 73, he 74? Never fell. But remember the thing when Bush fucked up his face and he claimed that he choked on a pretzel? <laughs> he did that too. Okay, so that was obviously a lie, right? Well, time Shaney shot somebody in the face. Shaney shot happen. a guy in the these face. These things happen. Yeah, you're in but these high the stress environments. I'll say this: it's a different level when you have to when you're in a photo op and you have to have people help you up six stairs. That looks really That's a good fucking, point. When you know really that, bad. yeah, when you know that when the, someone knows she's going to fall, like right, someone had right. there's only I mean Roosevelt FDR was in a wheelchair. No one really even knew it. They would prop him up before the you know and the camera guy. The press would not report on it. it explains why he never fell, I guess. Yes. But they would never report on that stuff like that. That was before TV and, and, and internet and all that kind of crap like that. So Hillary's only going to need assistance when it's fucking desperately needed. There's no way they're letting people take her arms and right. carry up the stage unless she's about to fucking face well, she has like an She like whispered into someone's ear like, I'm about to fall. Yes. And they're like, yes. okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess yes. We'll, we'll so, grab you. I don't know what Shkreli's up there, but there's something there and no one's talking about it. And because, look, these guys are old. If Trump like had a fucking rally and was screaming and had a heart attack, you'd be like, all right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like he'd have a heart attack at any minute. Right. And Hillary looks like she could fucking have a stroke at any minute. Uh, they're not health. They're not necessarily healthy people. They never release their medical records, and if they do, they're always fucking heavily redacted. Right. So I'd love to see that shit. And she's. I think her goal is just like Trump is such a fucking failure as a candidate. 
Her goal is like, if I can make it to November 9th and I can stay alive till January 17th or whatever next year, January 20th, yeah. I got maybe three good months in office <laughs> to do lots of shit, pay back all these favors, and then I'm fucking either retiring to a, you know, a convalescent home where I'm dying. Well, in that case, her vice president is going to... Wasn't that the deal why uh, Obama, Obama could never be a vice president because someone would just kill the president? I think it was the other way around. I think they always. I think they always said if you want uh, uh, the worst job, I said, "Oh yeah, if you have a black vice president, no one will kill the president." That was yeah, a just, racist just joke. so they could have a right. But I think there is some truth to that. Um, so I, I think Clinton, you know, whoever she, appoints. well, she picked that nobody. She picked that nobody from Virginia, Kane. Well, yeah, but fuck that guy. Like that guy's a fucking zero. But at, I least mean, he's, at least he looks healthy. I don't know, and he speaks Spanish. Last five y'all, I don't know. Here's what I think about Shkreli. I think Shkreli is, although he looks like Hitler, and he is a little. Like Kane is such a fucking zero. I totally just forgot about him. Yeah, and the Trump guy Sorry. too. I totally forgot about too. <laughs> although I've been seeing articles about how like Pence, like you could, they're trying to find in his eyes the look of regret for deciding to be vice president for Trump. Like in his like, deep in his eyes, like somewhere he's such one of those born again Christians. It's hard to capture their like disappointment look. But somewhere in his eyes, deep in his eyes, that look of like, what the fuck did I just? What the fuck did I sign up for? Like, it's in there. You know it's in there somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, Shkreli, here's the thing. So I would like Shkreli to do more stuff in public. He does have his Twitter account, which is pretty awesome. But he's like one of those evil geniuses. We talk about Peter Thiel, the uh, the gay uh, vigilante, gay billionaire vigilante. Mm-hmm. Shkreli, I don't know if he's gay or not, but he's definitely like a rich guy vigilante who's disrupting shit. Somebody had to say this. I mean, it's probably not. There's probably a 2% chance it's Parkinson's, but it's probably something else. So somebody had to say this shit because nobody else is talking about it. You know who Mike Pence reminds me of? You know in the David Lynch movies, they always cast that exceptionally strange-looking guy whose eyes are too close together? Yes. He's in Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive. Yes. And he's a good actor. Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. I th- but I think he's probably completely fucking nuts because you can just tell by the way he looks. Yes. Yeah, I think that's like... That, I think that's Mike, like a young Mike Pence. Uh, yeah, he does. I don't know if the if the Bordigans have crazy eyes or they have crazy eyes and become bored again. <laughs> it's just something happens. To, something happens to their eyes. Right. Uh, all right, uh, Screlly. I like you, Screlly. I, I want to see what comes next. I wish he was more like Teal and actually would spend some money to do shit. Like actually have like a team of doctors following Hillary around, like like with Parkinson's <laughs> beepers and like fucking Star Trek tricorders and shit like that. Like diagnosing I'm, from like I'm not going to fall down this. This rabbit hole. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the precedent of admiring like huge douchebags. No. So like, I just can't. I but just can't often, get there. How quite awesome! Yet. Here's what I'm thinking. Awesome. This would be the night before the election or the day of election. Trump just fucking heart cardiacs out, and Hillary just fucking seizes out, seizes out, mm-hmm. and they're both like on the ground. And have to like you have to like stay. You know, like in the ten count in the boxing match, <laughs> if, the, if the bell rings before the ten count, you're safe and you win, like Rocky. Just like it's the election day, like they're about to call and they're both fucking on the ground, like fucking twitching, twitching on the ground, trying to survive till the the, the count is called. That'd be awesome. That's that's all I want, please, Santa. <laughs> All right, Matt, let me ask you. Um, I know one of the things you love. You don't like movies, going to the movies a lot. Uh, when you do, it's usually by yourself in, a, in an overcoat to the children's movies. Studs, uh, studs is good yeah. on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, but I know one thing you've been a favor of is ta- re- rebooting old movies and taking all male casts and turning into all female <laughs> casts for no apparent reason. You actually saw Ghostbusters. You're one of 11 people who saw it. That movie, Sony, by the way, just took a $70 million write-off for that movie. Uh, they are officially officially now to their uh, stockholders announcing they're losing at least $70 million on Ghostbusters uh, re- chick remake, whatever it is. So it's hard to say it's hard to say there's a great commercial advantage to doing this. 
So Warner Brothers, on news of the $70 million write-up by Sony, announced that they're now finally going ahead with Ocean's 8. It's being called Ocean's 8. The mm. Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> uh, because, literally, I think because when they remade it with an all-female cast, they can only find eight female actresses to be in Ocean's it. 8? Yes. So they're fucking up the whole... They're just bastardizing the movie even more. They can't even get the title right. How's the rest of the fucking script going to go? Well, they're saying it's different because we call it Ocean's 8, but really, once they filled out all the demographic categories of actresses they need to have... They ran out of, after eight. They couldn't think of any more. There's an, there's an, they, got, they got the Indian. There's the East Indian. The Asian American rapper. Uh, the black, the black uh, girl. The shot, you know, sassy oh black God. girl. This is going to be so fucking. <laughs> the terrible. older, the older lady. The British uptight British lady. Oh, yeah, they're all in. They're all in there. Um, and they're they're just like they're announcing the going ahead with this like it's a good idea. And there's two things here. One is commercially obviously not a good idea. Because Clooney could probably remake Ocean's 14 and make more money just by having the same cast come back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly it's commercially not a good idea. So really this is just a re-engineered for the benefit of like all the people bitching about there are no roles for women in Hollywood. So let's just reboot guy movies as girl movies. So now it's problem solved. Now look at all let's these roles for women. Let's make a bad movie to appease asshole movie critics or something. Critics and executives and pressure groups, anyone like that. So, like, so the answer to like not being enough roles for leading roles for females... Maybe it's to make some original films for women, not to take guy movies and reboot them and just put women in the roles because that solves your problem. Like that's yeah. like a it's just like a quota system of like that's like the worst solution to like if there even was sexism in the industry. That's you have now found the absolute worst solution to it. Yeah, like what, how how bad can it get? Yeah, just make an original movie. Like, are you going to take What About Bob and make it What About Patricia and just have <laughs> the same script and just throw in a chick? Because essentially, we know that's what you're doing. You're just throwing in chicks. Yes, but you should try and disguise it a little bit into a watchable, passable film, so that we don't know that that's what you're doing. That was supposed to be the initial goal, and they seem to sort of have forgotten that, or they're so cynical. Or ground down that they don't really give a shit anymore. I think there's two there's two factions behind this. One is the idea that chick flicks don't make money. So if we're going to make a chick flick, we're going to lose money. We can't make it like a $100 million budgeted chick flick, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're going to lose money. So we can do a, a Ocean's 14 for $100 million. But if we do a, whatever, a chick heist movie for $100 million, we're going to fucking lose our shirts. Yeah. That's one thing. So what they do is they take a premise that's already been tried and true, and they're going to play off that like Ghostbusters Ocean 11, thinking that at least if we lose money, we'll lose a little less because we got the big title behind it. I mean, Ghostbusters, the reboot, it still did $170 million worldwide. If you did an original film of like chicks chasing ghosts, yeah, it would not do nearly that, that much money. What is this like? Fucking reparations? Like when? Yes. When are they yes. going to make the Ocean's Fifteen with fifteen black guys? Because there's not enough black guys working or whatever. Uh, there are. I don't think there's fifteen black guys in SAG. They'd have to like <laughs> they'd have to like grandfather some people in, like change the rules, ease up the rules a little bit. Like it's the, like it's like it's like a fucking welfare state for for casting roles or something. It, I mean, it, that's exactly what it is. It's like I said, they took they took what is a I don't you and I don't think it's even a problem. Uh, because we're men and we're, we're, in, we're in male privilege and the patriarchy. Uh, yeah, and I also go to movies with chicks all the time and they can watch the movies with guys in them because they're good and the movies with chicks in them are fucking terrible. Or they're just for, they're just for women, which is usually. fine. Which is, yeah, usually. Or they're just for women, which is fine, but they don't make a lot of money because here's the thing. Teen boys, young men and teen boys drive the entertainment market, the film market. Yeah. And so if you don't appeal to those people with the Avengers or Transformers or shit like that, you're not going to make a shitload of money. Or even Ghostbusters to some degree. So if you want to make a, a emotionally endearing film, a strong female character, you want to make Angelina Jolie go into Iraq to save her husband from beheading at the hands of the, the Taliban or whatever, 
That's fine. You can make a great movie, but it's not for commercial purposes. Yeah, you could also make a movie where a guy is a wedding planner, right? And I'm sure, yeah, like, keep going because I'm getting interested a already. A few guys would watch it, but by and large, because men and women are usually just sort of intrinsically into different things, if you make a movie where a guy. <laughs> is a stripper, which now I'm thinking of the fucking stripper movie. Magic Mike with Channing Tatum. By the way, his eyes, made are, a lot of money. eyes are more narrow set than Kyle MacLachlan. I just want to point that out. Yeah, he looks... Um, He's got beady eyes. Almost like a rodent. Yes. Um, Rodentia features. <laughs> but, you know, it's like... The you you can make an all-female war movie. Remake a fucking, you know, Saving Private Ryan <laughs> with all chicks. Who do you think's going to watch it? Fucking nobody? Yeah, I don't think girls can hold guns. I'm not sure that works. <laughs> Uh, but you're right. I mean, here's the thing: movie, the movies that make money are action, fantasy, action, adventure, shoot 'em up movies. That's what makes money. Fast and Furious makes a shitload of money. Every single fucking Marvel movie makes a shitload of money. It's all because of who goes to the movie theater. If there was like tons, I mean, who? What is all the music? All the music is bought by teen girls, so it's all crappy pop music. Like that's why Taylor Swift makes two hundred million dollars. Yeah, and no one's saying like, oh, how come we don't have more. 40-year-old men singing shitty pop music. Like, is anyone really making that case? I don't think they are. No, but I will tell you what happened today. The men's soccer made a case today about why they don't get treated, they get treated more poorly, and also well, they didn't make the Olympics. Also, men's gymnastics, which did make the Olympics, get no attention whatsoever, and all the girls get attention from the Olympic, from the uh, gymnastics. Can you name one gym, uh, men's gymnast? And also his penis size. No, um, <laughs> but I was watching it, and they're... they're um, it's all the attention's all to the women. Well, because it's they're, they're all gay guys. I mean, I'm sure that there are some guys that are in, into men's gymnastics, but I would assume the, it's a female audience. The That's ratings exactly. are quite low. It's comparatively, a, it's, a, it's a female audience. They identify with the female gymnast. That's why it does much better. That's, I mean, that's, you have to look at the audience. You can't just look at, like, why... You know, it's not like... we're acting like we should subsidize them because they're not in demand, you know? Well, that's what you're doing with your uh, Ocean's Ocho tickets that you've already repurchased <laughs> for next year. I agree. I, to me, this is, anytime you have a quota system or you have a whatever system where you have to have these movies made, you're, by nature, it's demeaning to the people you're trying to help. Yeah. Because you're telling, you're telling, oh, by the way, uh, so one of the girls' names is... God, what's her fucking name? She's named after a bottle of water. Uh, Aquafina. Oh. Her name is Aquafina with K's and W's. She's a, a Asian American rapper. She's just got. She just announced she's in the movie. Mm-hmm. So well, Rihanna's in it, right? Rihanna's in it. She doesn't need this shit. She's just doing it for a pay. They're all doing it for a paycheck, of course. But it's going to be fucking horrible. Brad Pitt and George Clooney and Don Cheadle are legitimate actors. These are like just- well, yeah, because of the patriarchy, you see, you perceive them <laughs> as such. There's not. There's not good female actors. Why actress? Why can't they do female actress movies like sex scenes? Well, Julia Roberts like, was also was, great in top of sex scenes. I'm just kidding. Uh, she was actually She's super boring. Yeah, she really is super boring. Uh, all right, uh, stop. The, this is not going to stop. By the way, you would, you would think here's the problem. You think like you know why do they keep making every single comic book movie twenty a year or whatever? They make them because they make a lot of money. So the point is always when they when they stop making money, they'll stop making them. These movies, these female reboot movies, don't even make money, and they're still going to keep making them. Because of re- non-market reasons. Well, I would say if you're like some stupid-ass 19-year-old chick on Twitter complaining that women aren't in enough movies or whatever your issue is, go ahead and pony up the money. I'm sure a lot of you have trust funds. And then you can make your stupid-ass movies. And then that way, you know, when they lose money, they'll at least break even. Yeah, but you don't have to know that very wealthy girls who make movies always make documentaries. <laughs> about Nancy stuff. Pelosi's kid. They always make documentaries about, like, something going on in Uganda. There's always, they have to like do something. Conveniently really something that will never make any money. No. That's and, what they're invested in. And they, it always and they'll has, still complain about not 
It has to be a third world nation with a nice hotel somewhere, like a nice resort nearby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, say, like, yeah, yeah. So they're, like, they're filming Uganda, but they're at the Tanzania, like Ritz. Like, with with their full security for the six months For the six months stay of the shooting. Yeah. And then they're on the fucking like, uh, <laughs> dungarees, like out, like digging ditches near the talking about Ebola for like a couple of days. Right. All right, women, just move on, ladies. Just move aside. Ocean's Ocho, you're out the door. All right, Matt, let me ask you, uh, should you not segment this week? Uh, you actually read something. Actually, you didn't read something this week. You listened to something. Uh, you listened to Drake's father. Uh, I don't know. Jermaine Jackson Drake. I don't know what his name <laughs> Drake's is. Drake's dad. <laughs> Drake's dad. Uh, living off his son a little bit. What's your story this week in I shit you not segment? Uh, his dad's name is something Graham. I can't remember. But he's like a 60-year-old looking guy. I mean, he is 60, but he looks super weird. Went to prison a few times. Apparently, he always wanted to be a musician in between going to prison, and then Drake went to live with his mom, and she got him on this uh, melodrama, teen fucking melodrama, and then he became a rapper. I don't know what's going on in the world. So Drake's dad uh, just recorded a, a single. He's recording a whole album. He got Drake's one of Drake's producers to produce it for him, <laughs> probably because the producer thought it'd be good uh, exposure. Then he like hit up Drake's contacts and got it like plastered on TMZ. So they're like, what a stupid-ass story. Drake's stupid-ass dad is recording a song, and it's terrible. Listen to how dumb it is. I don't know how aware he is of this. He's scraping up his son's side pussy. I just love that he has no shame at all. The dad has no shame. And here's, here's where I diverge from you a little bit, I think, because you're perhaps the more honorable man. That doesn't seem the least bit plausible. Uh, isn't once you live the shit, if you had a kid who was making $100 million as a crappy rapper, especially if you thought you were a reasonably talented music artist, and you got nowhere but prison and fucking derelict, dereliction living in a car, and your son turned out to be making all this money, getting all this pussy, all these cars, all these houses, and all this shit like that, from, from some crappy sh- you know, whatever it is, once you live off that kid as much as humanly possible... Fucking live the good life, whatever you could do. Wouldn't you be Justin Bieber's dad, like setting up road races for your kid just so he can make you manager at like half a million a year and fucking clean up all that mo- all the models? She would of. if you're like kind of a loser already and totally, you got nothing totally. going on, which seems to be kind of how you get a kid into entertainment because a lot of people just wouldn't think about it. Okay, let's not say you're in prison in and out of prison and a failed musician. Let's say you're fucking working the swing shift at Kmart mm-hmm. and the option came along that your son is now making uh, you know eighty two million a year, sold out concerts around the world. And you have the opportunity to live off that in some fucking meaningless position where you're the one who buys the booze and you get all the fucking drugs and you hire the hookers and you uh-huh. get to go and you get to go to Switzerland for six months. Right. Wait, you can tell me not ditching Kmart for that? I would try it. I don't. I don't know, but like, if I had a dad who was in prison, I I think I would also be like, get the fuck out of here. So yeah, I get it. Like, if you can get away with it, I suppose, but. It's, it's clearly loser behavior. It's but loser at some point, behavior. you gotta you gotta dip into it. I mean, I guess once you're sixty. And you know you've been in and out of prison. You you probably know you're a loser at that point. This right? is like Kobe, yeah, but this is like Kobe's parents we talked about before. These guys have so much fucking money. At some point, this dude's your dad. By the way, his dad being in prison is the only connection he has to like rap material. Right. Like he grew up with a Jewish mom in, in Toronto, like being on a TV kids TV show. Oh, so you think he's keeping the dad around for street cred? I think his. I don't know if he's keeping around for street cred or he's just that's the only stories he has to tell in his rap music. <laughs> like, what's he gonna rap about? Like, you know, the times like his fucking Jordache jeans didn't fit properly or shit like that. There's well, nothing his songs are absolutely terrible. I don't know if you've heard. I them. know, but like his rap, his rap credit is my dad was in prison. Like that's all he has, right? And he, you know, and he, yeah, come from a broken family. My dad was black, by the way. His mom was white and Jewish. My dad's black, and he was in out of prison. So I know what this is like. Okay, so that makes him Jewish, right? That's your one connection. Uh, yeah. it goes to the it goes to the mother. Correct. 
Only that in slavery. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. I mean, but also, he, like, he, just why not? Here's the thing. Why not just pay the guy off? Just pay him. If your dad's a pain in the ass, like these dads all are, and you have Kobe, you're Kobe and his dad, or Bieber and his dad, you paying this guy a million bucks to go away is nothing to you. He's your, he's your dad. The last thing was your dad dying. You always see the stories about like someone famous, Obama's like Obama's uncle who's like dying in the street of like heroin addiction or somewhere. He's like fucking yeah, rapping yeah. on the street corners for pennies, shit like that. You don't need that shit. Just fucking clean that stuff up, pay for it to go away, and just you know. It's your- well, maybe his dad, because like I guarantee you, most of Drake's entourage are like the lamest guys that you've ever met that like can't hold a conversation. So what if his dad is just like the coolest guy that that they know? He's the only cool guy. Like he's been, he's like seen shit. At least he's been through some shit. Also, I might say his music sucked. <laughs> it was pretty fucking bad. It was embarrassing. It was <laughs> it real was like, terrible. It wasn't really very very good. Although I think he likes he plays guitar in Nashville, which means what you live in the car, so <laughs> you get drink drink a lot. That's not a high. It's not a high threshold. But at the end of the day, if you, what do you have to learn when you're rich and famous is to pay people to go away. Like guys like Trump are assholes. They will never pay people to go away. They have to fight everything. Uh-huh. They take everything very personally. Like, yeah, this guy is trying to sucker me and whatever, paying him. Just fucking pay him. You don't need that shit because, hey, one day you might run for president. You never know. So how long do you think uh, Mr. Graham has until Drake just realizes this is futile and gives him the boot? Whatever. Pay the dude Pay the dude hundred grand a year for the rest of his life, which won't be super very long. And just tell him to go and just tell him the deal as he goes away, man. Give him his money for li- living in a nice, decent place and get some food and shit like well, that. Well, maybe also going. Drake is like super into himself and he's under the impression that he's like really good at music, even though that's a joke. So, what if he was like, well, shit, what if my dad is really fucking talented and since he gave birth to me, then I can like, you know, we could collaborate. I could sign him to my label. I don't know about that. No. Well, you ever, you know, like, you ever win, ever win a big hand at Vegas and you, give, you always get, you know, you give the dealer a lot. You're feeling mm-hmm. very generous at that moment. You don't. You forget the thousand times you lost. Right. right but you take a big hand. You always give like you always give the deal like you're a big player. Give him a big nice cut, right? Yeah. A big tip. That's just like that. I think that's how you have to treat your good fortune if you're Drake and this is your dad. Just give him the big fucking tip and just make him smile. <laughs> he didn't do shit for you, but just make him fucking smile. Just look around at what you have for nothing, basically nothing. And this is a time like you don't need to take care of fourth cousins. You don't need to take care of fucking the dude you barely remember from fourth grade who says he grew up with you. Right. But it's your fucking. You got your dad. You got your mom. Maybe you got a brother or sister somewhere. And any kids you produce, that's the people you got to take care of. But it's not that much money for what he has. Yeah. It's just fucking silly money. So these, it's all ego. This shit. These fights like that. That's what happens when you get when you get too much money when you're too young. You just, you haven't lived long enough to understand like which fights to pick and which fights not to pick. So you just pick fights, like family fights and shit like that. But he's not even picking the... Like, I don't have as much money as Drake, but if that was... A, are, you clo- are you getting close? Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I'm not getting up there. <laughs> if that was a relative of mine, I'd just be like, uh, like, I'm not even talking. Like, I would just I would just put out a like a release saying I disavow this guy as an asshole. But that, then you're Kobe writing a fucking open letter in the Players' Tribune about your dad, like, about your parents. A thinly veiled message to people not to give money to your parents or let them be your managers. Right, right. Then, you're, then you're 40 and you look like a dad. <laughs> Kobe's got, what, $250 million in the bank and he's got, like, a stream of $30, $40 million a year for the next 20 years. Right, right. And your dad wants what? You know, I know it's, a, it's, it's just hard to suffer. It's, it's so much fucking pride involved in that shit. But now you look like an asshole. For what? Nothing's going to affect your life at all. I'm getting old, man. I think you just start paying people off and, like, uh, you know, you, you be that guy who just makes problems go away, not the guy who fights I, every I fight. Got, I got a cousin who, uh, this guy, this fucking guy, he's like, he's, he's on drugs, he's always been on drugs for a while, 
and he uh, so he'll hit me up and be like, "Hey, do you want to join this fantasy football league? It's only two hundred dollars." And I and I'm just like, "No, I know you're trying to steal money from me." So this only went on like one time, and I was like, "You know, what? I'm not talking to you anymore, at least until you're sober." And this is like on a, a very you know lesser level than what Drake's dealing with, I feel like. But all I had to say was just like, "I'm, I'm done with you." Yeah, but also you and you love fantasy football. We know that as a fact. I know. See, that's why it's <laughs> you're the you're the pot sucker like every fantasy league wants. <laughs> you just basically take your money. So that's kind of bad. I don't know. This whole fight feuds with their dads when you're young and rich and feuds with their dad. And look, if the guy hits you, maybe or the guy fucking like kicked your mom in the face, I see that shit. But if your dad's just a loser, he's in and out of prison, and he just wants to play his fucking music, give him a fucking little lame record deal. Let him play music, and he's going to be fucking old and dead soon. Well, you're a better man than I am. I totally, totally am. It's kind of crazy, but I feel you underneath my skin. All the first glance, I think, it's where my obsession began. Now we got an email from Liz. Let me ask you. Uh, Liz, I think I, you look all around here. We're at Rocco's Tavern in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard enjoying some beverages and some uh, thin crust pizza. Del- absolutely delicious. Great establishment. Fantastic establishment. Come here. And uh, the 7 for 5 lap dance is still in place. <laughs> uh, I'm looking all around. There's screens, TV screens everywhere for sp- in the sports bar. And it's all Olympics all the time. Last week, and a week or so has been Olympics all the time. Since what I would consider a very shoddy opening ceremony it looked kind of like a, a new jersey like dance party it was really looked like it was i mean i don't want all, all the opening ceremonies at olympics are these over, overwrought artistic pieces where they have like eight thousand people involved in like the, the interpretive dance you know story of the city for the last 600 years yeah, this is like the opening to in living color this was like just like it looked like someone laid like at a house party like someone just laid down the like sheets over the over the furniture I just invited like a hundred friends. Well, over the Chinese dance. were like enslaving people and yes. making them work on it for a while. In yeah, Rio, but they, they like rebuilt the Chinese wall, like out of whatever <laughs> it was. And London, like, had the fucking whatever. I mean, they had like amazing artistry and craftsmanship of this mechanics and shit that was going on. It cost like a hundred million dollars. It was like the biggest stage show ever in history. And Rio was just kind of like, yeah, they stole all the money, so let's just fucking like hire let's just party. Let's just fucking hire people here. You put on a wig and a, and a, and a cool looking jacket and just dance. Yeah. You know, like it was just like it was it was like a night. It was like an outdoor nightclub or something like that for an hour and a half. And then the, the NBC announcers feel like obliged to like then explain what it all means. Yeah, like, I don't see. Yeah, no, that I don't. Oh, this is when General Francisco so and so overtook the Republic from Brazil. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just seeing people dancing in wigs. I don't know what's going on. And there's some cheap string, and I think that's a, that's some uh, no idea why you would need a commentary. It's not like you watch like a Springsteen concert on PBS, and there's a guy going, "Well, now he's no. playing that guitar." Well, they're doing because they know that people have no idea what the fuck's going on, right. and they don't know why they tuned in, even though like 60 million people watched. They don't. It's not like the Super Bowl when everyone tunes in, they know exactly what's happening. People are tuned in for like a four-hour opening ceremony, and they have no idea what's fuck going on. Well, who, did you? How much of it did you, I watched? About fifteen minutes of it. I would tune, I would pop in and out every like hour to see what was, and it was still going on. <laughs> yeah. And they're still reading the like the, the announcers are still reading shit off their media guide and trying to make it seem like they're really interested in it. Oh, you wouldn't believe this guy from Cameroon uh, once uh, saved both his parents from a fire, but then they died in a traffic accident a week later. I think later. the male stripper from Tonga was like the fucking toast to the ceremony. And then, the, by the way, there's now 100 new countries I've never heard of before, and they all have they all have athletes. There's, all I know is in the parade of nations, we have way too many fucking nations. We you, should probably, we probably, this world needs like eight nations. You know the refugees have a team now. Yes, I saw that. And like, <laughs> I like, I really don't want to be negative about this because it's a great story, but... Yeah. 
It's not a country. No, and uh, also, I mean, by the way, extreme high bomb threats. <laughs> who vetted? Like, oh, is this all the refugees from Syria? I'm like, oh, great. Uh, did anyone run for the fucking metal detector? That's bullshit. Here's Liz's question. I like when the girls write in. She knows what she's talking about. Is there anything more fucking stupid, boring, and useless than the Olympics? No, not for us. Because we, as America, we don't need it. We have like several sports leagues that are professional, uh, and this just isn't. This shouldn't be a point of pride for you unless you're like like some kind of birther, like Cliven Bundy type guy. Like we just don't really need this for our patriotism at all. Oh, well, we go, we go here. We go and win every year, right? So we, every four years, we go and win. We've been demolishing everything because we're we're one of the biggest countries in the world. We're a wealthy country, and also, by the way. Everybody who's a good athlete from other countries comes to live in our country, so we kind of get them too. Yeah, I mean, most of our most of our top level athletes are African American, so like they necessarily were originally American. So we've actually borrowed, or they're Cuban or whatever. We borrowed a lot of from a lot of cultures. Their best athletes, right? So we, you know, not only that we have three hundred thirty million people, but we also get to pick and choose who we want. And we also will take good athletes. Well, like our guys don't eat cornmeal every day either. No, they all have their own trainers they're and they're salmon, eating salmon, a lot of <laughs> amino acids. They're eating, uh, yeah, they're eating nice, they have nice facilities, all that other shit. So yeah, for Tonga or for the for the refugees of Syria, unnamed Syrian refugees, it's a big gig to go to Rio and fucking compete in badminton or fucking the 10, I still have the 10 millimeter air pistol. That's the guy, it's just the guy who was the best guy in the world is like 52 years old. <laughs> he just hold up an air pistol and do a target practice. It's yeah. just like a plastic gun doesn't even shoot a bullet. It shoots an air. It's an air rifle. If we're going to have all this stupid shit, why not make it somewhat interesting? Have pool, billiards, darts, uh, air hockey, pinball, fucking, you know, street fighter, arcade games. I would watch all of those things. You I'd just watch mentioned. all that shit. You're just fucking some guy shooting a rifle. Like, I don't give a shit. Or, by the way, this. when we really want to compete with other countries, we have wars. We just we, we we have bombs and people. Our kill best it. guys don't even go. LeBron James could win like thirty gold medals just by showing up. A few we sent a few Durant and other guys. We sent a few good guys. They're going to dominate basketball. They're going to dominate like handball, water oh, polo. They're laughing. Yeah, That's like an all star game. Polo. Yeah, don't make fun of water polo. <laughs> they uh, like Serena Williams goes and plays one match and like loses to like the hundred ninetieth person ranked person in the world because she just wants to go home. Yeah, nobody wants to get Zika. They just want to go home. You're right. It doesn't mean. It. And every time you turn the TV on, there's another crappy sport you didn't remember was in the Olympics. Like they're always like arguing, like should baseball be in the Olympics? Should I'm like I don't know, probably not. But then again, how about fucking like uh, judo? <laughs> like why, why? What about archery? Why is archery in badminton? The last guy you knew that participated in judo. <laughs> this has got to be a community of like 40 people worldwide. Or badminton. Okay, I understand badminton's a fun sport. We discuss this when you're intoxicated. Yeah, like when you're in someone's backyard and they got a badminton thing. So is croquet. Really fun. Croquet is awesome when you're wasted. Croquet for beers is great. But croquet is not; it should not be an international sport any longer. Well, when you're just judging shit, like fucking these Olymp, you know, they set out their routine, and so all the judges are like, "Oh, it's like so esoteric." Like they're they're acting like they're into jazz or something. Like, oh, he did that minor. It's like, who gives a fuck? It all looks exactly the same. They're oh, doing the, the same midget, shit. And the little midgets are flipping over the vault. They're just flipping around. I have no fucking clue what's going on, dude. Fucking like you could judge. Like, Last Comic Standing was a TV show. If that's going to be a fucking event, you should just have stand-up comedy in the Olympics, and we'll just judge who's the funniest. It's the same fucking thing. I, the, the guy explained, one, the other night, the guy explained what the girl was doing on the vault, like why it was so amazing what she did, and they showed it five times in replay, and I still could not fucking see what it was. Yeah. Like, I can see a catch in football. A guy makes an amazing catch in football. I see that every single fucking time. I know what he did. But the vault, I don't understand what she did. Like, he did something with her hands, and they did a twist that no one else can do. I'm like, I don't know. It looks exactly like the last thousand of these. And by the way, you're all 3'11". 
and you weigh 65 yeah. pounds? It's like such a weird community of fuck-ups. Like, how do they even, like... <laughs> it's, a, it's like a circus who's, freak. Who's subsidizing this shit it's, anyway? Well, they all live on the ranch, on the Corolli Ranch, like in Texas somewhere, with, like, un, un, you know, undocumented people running around with fucking weird-ass fucking treatments and like shit. Like the DuPont guy type <laughs> shit? Yeah, it's some, yeah, like Fox. It's some, it's some, it's some strange-ass shit. So I don't understand. And yeah, these... There's 111 events or some shit like that. Like I said, swimming, you need one event. Who goes fastest? Mm-hmm. Do you need guys jumping into the pool and doing back backstroke because it's one-third as fast as going on your stomach? Like, I know. Let's do this. You can go really fast in your stomach, or you can go much slower on your back. Let's do backstroke. Yeah, if that's what you're going to do, I want to put, like, a shark behind you and go, all right, yeah. swim as fast as you can with your dumb fucking backstroke. Yes. And by so you way, see what happens. Or are you, you going to turn around and swim as fast as you can? And and there's no way. I don't care if you're Michael Phelps, who's won 25 goals, and you're fucking six ripped in 6'3 or whatever you're a fucking physical wonder there's no way to be cool being a swimmer it's still just a swimmer cool. <laughs> you're still a fucking swimmer we forgot about you for three and a half years if you were cool you'd be playing basketball or football or baseball or some major sport you're still a fucking swimmer that's just not I mean you look you look like the fittest man in the entire world play a real fucking sport yeah that's what I'm thinking you're it's fucking so swimming dumb. walking out in a parka to yes. go swimming yes what the fuck is that uh, like a big story was he ripped his cap his cap ripped like, what's oh, he going to do? His cap ripped. They were trying okay. to make it exciting. This yes. fucking Chinese guy, I can't remember his name, but they're like, oh, this guy's a real uh, real jokester, you know? He really tries to get inside your head. He was splashing water. <laughs> yes, right? And I was like, that's, oh, that's what, oh, I was waiting for something else. Okay, well, great. That's fucking awesome. Did he put, like, uh, itchy, itching salt, itching powder in your Speedo? <laughs> like, this fucking, like, you're right, middle school pranks. This is so, this is lame. So lame. This shit made sense 100 years ago. I get that. We were a very different world 100 years ago. Like, swimming seemed like a really... That's what everyone did. He was, like, rich and white. Like, a thousand years ago, too. Yeah, or a thousand years ago. This is something, like, you know... This is all, like, fucking elite private school people did in sports. They all swam 100 years ago. Most people don't fucking swim. It's just not a competition for them. It's hot. They jump in the pool. They cannonball. Yeah. Most people don't fucking start at age four and start swimming so they can swim fast. It doesn't occur to you to go into a pool for six hours a day. No. It's not even, like, an option. And there's no practical reason why you need to be a fast swimmer. It just doesn't help you in life. It doesn't help no. you in life at all. I mean, the off chance you crash me in the ocean on a plane crash, you're still dead. It's from the, it's from the mainland faster than everybody else. There's no practical application for being a fast swimmer. I mean, I guess you could impress chicks if you were, like, at a pool party and you, like, raced everyone and beat them. But, like, how often does that come up? Like, once every couple of years. Yeah, because the guy at pool par- at parties who ra- challenges everyone to a swimming race <laughs> is so fucking cool. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> <That's> like- <laughs> Well, if you were an Olympic swimmer, I would assume that's what I would do. Anyway. Just about as cool as the guy grunting at the gym trying to lift way too much weight for himself, <laughs> you know. And then, there's, then he's at least not challenging people. The guy insists on helping you spot yourself because you're not as strong, you know, strong enough. Right, right. Fuckers. <laughs> Olympics, go away. Here's the thing about the Olympics, as you mentioned. No matter what time of day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, you turn on the TV, there's a stupid ass fucking sport on that is a, that would never ever be watched by anybody if it wasn't the Olympics, and they're trying to pretend it's awesome. And that just bothers me. I feel like I'm being peddled crap. And Maybe trying. it's like Twitter and no one really is watching any of this shit. Well, the ratings, every four years they always announce the ratings are down. And at some point they must go to zero, well, right? Well, that's the stuff that's on TV. Like, they're not showing everything that's happening, right? No, and also if you look in the stands, by the way, they're almost always empty. Right. Which is like, I was like, you know, the toughest, the toughest ticket in town is dressage. Unless you're in Rio. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. you can't. You couldn't buy a ticket to Dressage anywhere else in the world, but in Rio, apparently, you can get it for like a well, buck if people, you want to go. Yeah, there's people like winning gold medals in front of like six people, like it's 2 a.m. at the comedy store. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the worst, here's the very worst sport of all the fucking bicycle road race. 
where they don't even ride against each other. They're timed, and so they take they stagger their times oh, by like that twenty minutes. Me off. So it's literally they're not even, they're literally just a person riding their bike, and they have like cars falling them and things, and they're like, oh, here comes this turn. Oh, really good on the turn. Oh, look at her pedal. Oh, pedaling really great. And like you're not. There's no one around you. There's like there's no one on the side. There's no one even watching you. There's like six guys on motorcycles following you, and you're just fucking riding a bike. It should be pay to play. You should have to pay for that <laughs> if you want to do that. Yeah, or like you said, put some spike strips out or some other shit like that. So you get over obstacle course that shit. Why not have everyone race against each other? At least that's a sport. This is not a sport. This is fucking outdoor outdoor recreation. That's bullshit. All right, go away, Olympics. I say it again. Uh, Matt, for our signals segment today, what has my pennies in a bunch? I know you ask me that all the time. Uh, I'll tell you what has my pennies in a bunch. We are, as a society are slowly eroding. Uh, I bet every generation says this. Every generation says this society is falling apart and it's yet to actually completely fall apart. So it's got to be a slow regression. I think we're slowly regressing. So I don't know how I verbalize this too much, but I think we're days away from the very end. Uh, Courtney Stodden, uh, who is famous for having extremely large breasts, for being uh, having sex with a guy from Lost when she was, the show Lost when she was 15 or 16 years old. Oh, yeah. She married the guy when he was like 48 or something. I think he was 52 and she was 16, but they started dating before that, of course. You don't just get married right away. Although she was quick to insist for statutory rape purposes, she did not have sex until she was married at 16, uh, which is legal, I suppose, in the state when you're married. Uh, that all was very disgusting. And then she tried to get a reality show career because she was young and having, underage and having sex, which, by the way, is more, makes her more qualified than probably half the people in reality shows. <laughs> at least that's a something. That's uh, something. Yeah. yeah, that's something. Anyhow, she's, she's one of the many thousands of people under you know, D-list celebrities, although A-list do it too, who share every fucking detail of their private life on Instagram or social media and then often ask for privacy during difficult times. Uh, but this whole idea that, like, and by the way, it's not just celebrities doing it, it's individual people following suit as well. So she had, uh, Brian Q, the sad music, she had a miscarriage. Da, 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 da. Oh, no. <laughs> she had a miscarriage a few months, a couple months ago, a month ago. Uh, I don't know precisely. We didn't get to witness it, although I'm surprised she, she didn't show the after, after effect. Uh, we did have pictures of her falling down while she was pregnant on her stomach, and she looked like she tripped over a, a uh, sprinkler. So uh, that could have that could have been not so good for the fetus. It's hard to fall on your stomach. You usually kind of shoulder roll by nature. Well, when you're pregnant, when you're pregnant, you have a big stomach, and she also has enormous enormous fake tits. It was all the ballast. Very all the, ba- all the ballast was front going heavy. Yes, I think the same thing happened to the Titanic after the, taking on a lot of water. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, so she miscarried. So, of course, she went on uh, social media to talk about her miscarriage, to cry in various videos where she's crying. This is always a very terrible personal moment. Then after that, she decides she's okay. She's getting past the miscarriage by shaving her head and taking uh, mostly naked photos of herself in a leopard skin thong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what women do. Just part of the coping There's a pam- process. There's all a pamphlet on it, Planned Parenthood. Like. Usually the third thing I do when I'm feeling down is go get the, a leopard print of some, some Yeah, isn't it? And showing off your tits again and saying, like, how she, she says she wanted a clean start. Easy for her to say. What about her fetus? No, no clean start for the fetus. Uh, haven't we just about reached the end of the road where people are being more and more intimately disgusting? I mean, things go on in people's lives. Miscarriages happen. Abortions go on. All sorts of nasty shit goes on. You get drunk and say stupid shit to people. Uh, I mean, you. Don't mean the plural. You. I mean, just you. Uh, <laughs> just, this all shit went on for eons, right? But it never was public before. People had the D.C. at least to yell in their own homes so only their neighbors had to hear it. Yeah. Have we reached the end of the road where just nothing is sacred anymore, where everyone is just going to share every, every disgusting person, and that's going to be a huge number of people, or just going to discuss every personal, intimate, gory detail of their lives online as if that's completely natural? 
I don't know. I mean, like you said, maybe if, if we didn't have the social media for these stupid assholes that they would, you know, venture out more into public and just, you know, start a fight with you in a bar. Say you grabbed a chick's ass when you didn't at the bar or, you know, just start crying. And not tell, a girl, you, how, before social media and digital internet came around, how often did women you absolutely positively did not know tell you they had a miscarriage? She would just go fuck a random guy. Yeah, so you might get, you might have sex that night instead of having to see her cry and hear about her miscarriage. I would rather be That's able upside, to like, ignore the crazy people on social media than 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 have to fuck them and then deal with it later. Do you re- do you honestly believe that like because of social media that the crazies are now staying inside and you see less of them openly? Are you, has your life improved? Do you think because of social media? I mean, I by the way, I believe that's a valid theory. I have no way of knowing if it's true or not. Do you think like these nutty, crazy chicks used to, who used to be at bars doing crazy shit are not just doing it at home? I don't know. There's never been a scientific study. I think it would be impossible to do, actually. Um, it does seem like because of social media that um, you know chicks who are kind of stupid are, are admiring um, chicks who are blatant assholes. Oh, yeah. So that can't be very good because well, they go. people are still in public. Like, there's still a public. Couldn't you just find really bitchy girls and do a little survey with them and say, look, you seem like a crazy bitch. Would you say you do more or less crazy bitch shit in public now or on now that Instagram and, and Snapchat are around? Or would you say you do about the same or more or less or equal? No, you can do that. I don't want to do that. That sounds I, like a, a bad time. Here's what I think. I think people are actually doing all the crazy shit in public they used to do. And now they're just spending their work time just doing crazy shit on social media. Like they've upped their hours of crazy bitch shit. And well, if you think, by the way, we we know we talked about this before. We've seen studies where no one's reading your Twitter. No one's reading anybody's Twitter. 99.9% of people's Twitters are never being read by anybody. Yeah. But it gives you the feeling of publishing, like publishing your story and having an audience, even though you don't. So she, Courtney Stein, she's got 20,000, 50,000 followers, whatever. So some people are actually seeing this shit, and it gets picked up in the papers. Mm-hmm. But for everyone who's, who's admiring her, which is really sad, no, no, they're, they do, they're, when they do their miscarriage story, their crazy-ass leopard print thong thing, no one's seeing it. Right. Well, I mean, couldn't there be... See, I know that this hasn't quite worked in theory because I would say maybe there's more accountability. Like, but that doesn't work in government. Like, government's still more fucked up than it was ever. Um, but like, remember that chick that bitched out the Uber driver, and then she got fired from her job at the hospital in Florida. The crazy chick in Florida. Sassman Rune or some shit. Yes. Ramsons. I don't know. It's yeah, it's something like that. That's that's racist. Enough. Uh, she got she got fired from her job because everyone you know filmed and saw her and said, "Oh, you're a horrible person." You know, if, if it wasn't for um, Twitter, then she would still be out there doing shit like that, probably. Oh, you so you, you're one of those guys? You're one of those guys who says, like, all the cell phone videos helped us? I'm, I'm like, on the fence. I'm flip-flopping all the time. Well, I'd say this. I do like the, uh, I think the cameras on police is a good idea. I think that definitely reduces. The ones they throw away and don't use? <laughs> yes, the ones, they, the ones they doctor later on. <laughs> so there's, like, a 10-second gap in all of them where, uh-huh. like, oh, he had a gun on me. You don't see that part here. Uh, that got cut out. That was redacted. That got cut during the clip. Uh, the internet stole that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. there's there's something to have. Yes, having cameras around all the time makes it a safer place. But that's also something that we a lot of people are kind of scared of having cameras around every place. Right. Well, I don't want a camera on me, but I'm saying I would not watch a camera on you. It, look, if there, <laughs> I'd probably watch this chick talk about her miscarriages in her thong. I probably would have got kicked out of college at some point if if. Someone was filming me the whole time. I was. Oh, do you have been kicked out of college from those apps, the, the rape apps, <laughs> like good to go apps? I've been violated app. You just feel like a quick. You know, they had like quick key. There'd be a quick key for you. Like Command M is Matt. That's right, Matt. Right. If you like, you know, they type his name in. Just fucking Command M. Top nine offenders. Just cl- click them in right here. Like if, you, if you order from Domino's enough, after a while, they just know who you are. 
Look, we have a lot of information. I don't know. It, it seems very random. Like, you can go on the internet, and there's, like, so many sex offenders that live in your neighborhood. But, like, you really only do that, like, once every two years just for entertainment. The blue dots. I told you I got a blue dot living on my street. That's fucked up. But what are you really going to do about it? Uh, well, I thought about killing them. Yeah. But then I become a, a green dot. It's hard so to get away <laughs> with. I become a dot, too. Well, in the old days, we would have the whole you know all the all the men would have gathered together and got like some sort of pitchforks and shit and just killed the guy, right? I would have helped you kill him if it was like if this was like the thirties. I'd have helped. Yeah, you kill him. when they talk, they used to talk about riding someone out of town or driving someone out of town. I just assumed they meant killed them, right? Yeah, <laughs> like they're actually driving someone. They go to the end of town, they stop chasing them. Like, okay, you're out of you're out of town. It's like the old WWF match. They make him go to the end of town and then kill him. Like the old wrestling matches, they had the loser leave town matches, and whoever <laughs> lost had to leave town. But they'd be back two episodes later. Right, they right. were violating. The, there wasn't a lot of honor in, the, honor in that rule. I don't know. Here's here's the thing: Have we come to the? Uh, are we coming to the point now where everyone's just going to share every? Everyone's going to feel share everything on social media. You're going to know everything about everybody. And aren't we as a people going to become much grosser and much more just prone to like writing shit off to me? You're like I looked at her miscarriage thing. And I was like I laughed a little. <laughs> it's just like we have to yeah. like. She's in a fucking leopard thong. I mean, what am I going to do? Well, it seems to be happening because I feel like if this is maybe like 10 years ago, if she had done this, she may have like regretted it, issued an apology of, of sorts or an explanation, I guess, of sorts. But now I think it's just like, well, fuck. And that, that would just draw even more attention. I'm just going to keep putting shit out there. Like, we're just putting shit out. You know? Well, also, are we going to slide to that point? Like, so now someday when Malia Obama runs for president, which she will... And they show her smoking dope. They just be like, whatever. Fucking everyone's got that video on them. Are we going to yeah. now come to like, okay, so you were in a leopard skin thong, uh, topless, uh, talking about your miscarriage? Okay, we all did that. We all, we all have yeah. like five of the, We all have five of those. I think, I think within the next like five years, it's going to devolve into pure hedonism, where it's actually cool to not be on social media, like kind of like a, a you know rebel without a cause type thing. And then if something's out there, you just don't apologize and you just go, you know what? I'm living my fucking life. There's no crime involved. Fuck you. Fuck everything. I think that's kind of how it's going to go for some people. And then the people that are on Twitter, on Instagram, writing all their stupid shit are just going to be fucking nerds. Yeah, I don't know, Matt. You paint a very bright picture for the future. I don't see that actually happening. That sounds like something you want to happen. Yeah, it is what I want. But that's, that's not, I think it just gets worse and worse until fucking we have like presidents, heads of everything, and like you know, posting their salad pictures online. <laughs> just, that's just the way it's going to go. It's going to be like a future president and Putin talking to like on doing Twitter, Twitter open feeds, Facebook Live, shit like that. Maybe there's a new thing where you can delete other people's shit. Well, for the first time, Instagram allows you to delete comments. You couldn't delete comments before. Now you can, you can get rid of comments on your posts. Well, that's not good. That just encourages you more. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, probably, you're probably right. <laughs> Alright, that's it for this week's show. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, I'm on MattRalston.net and on Twitter at Matthew Ralston. So, just for the record, while you're mocking social media just seconds ago, <laughs> you are also a, a social butterfly or social media butterfly, right? Yourself? You're using it for your own benefits. I use it very begrudgingly, which is probably why I'm not that into it and no one responds right now. Well, if you're ever going to be in a thong talking about your miscarriage, that's a place to go. Yeah, I'll do that. No, I'm gonna, by the way, within a year, I'm going to know 100 women who have, miscar- have had miscarriages. And before this, I've known none. So there you go. Brian from Sound Engineer of the Stars also uh, just recently had a miscarriage this week. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for you. And this, next week, no miscarriage jokes. Uh, it's Lex Jurgen, Last Man on Earth. Talk to you next week.